This week on Tea with Queen and Jay, don't use your dad as the friend in your I have a black friend story. Nobody wants to hear that shit. The politics of confronting men on the street or anywhere and why men be so scared of men who are also scared of them because they stay scared and culture versus ageism. It's Tea with Queen and Jay, people. Drink up. Queen and Jay. My goodness. Yes. What's up? Nothing. What's up with you? Chilling. We're recording from the future and also the past. We are the ancient future. Okay. <laughs> you want to be a black <laughs> futurist? <laughs> All so right. bad. Welcome to Tea with Queen and Jay. We, we are, are two womanist race nerds, nerds talking shit over tea, dismantling white supremacist patriarchal capitalism, one episode at a time. I'm Queen. I'm Jay. And, and this, this is Tea with, with Queen and Jay. Ow. Yes. Yeah. I feel so different and refreshed. My headphones fit my head. <laughs> I don't have any big hair obstructions right now. I feel oh, fresh gosh. and free. Oh gosh. I feel good, yo. Cool. I feel great. I'm feeling great. All right, all right, all right. If you would like to follow the conversation being had on this here podcast, you can do so by using our hashtag, hashtag TVQJ on all social media platforms. We will retweet that shit, like that shit, love that shit, comment on that shit. And then in that hashtag, you can meet other T friends and, you know, commune. That's right. This episode of the podcast is a spot of tea. So we do whole full ass episodes with all different types of segments. And then we do spots of tea where we come on here and um, in and out like a robbery. Talk our shit, yo. We just talk our shit. Yes. It allows us to be able to give you all a podcast every week, yo. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to tell the people what libations are? Yeah. So libations are when we pour some for the people, places, people, and things places, that give us black things. ass fucking joy the homies the ancestors whatever you want to call them mm-hmm. um that is libations that's right so jay do you have any libations i do have libations this week so i don't even i don't want to open it with this person's name so i'll save that for i'll okay. save why we got here for later but oh, i wanted i wanted to give um a libation to the instagram account black tina that's spelled b l a C-T-I-N-A. And it's Black Tina Media. It's a digital platform for Afro-Latinx slash Caribbeans with a focus on the mujeres. Um, Mm -hmm. Sometimes they do events. Their next meetup is December. I'm sorry. Their next meetup is February 24th in (laughs) NYC. I was like, damn, December. Yeah, right? That's some planet. the ancient future. Anyway, so be sure to visit their Instagram account. But I'm giving them a libation this week because as we know, uh, Gina Rodriguez is up to her old tricks. Damn, Gina. Her old white Latinx tricks. Oh, girl. With the foolishness. I don't, I'm not concerned with her tears and what she said. That was funny. What she's what she's been doing um, as a way to excuse or dismiss the fact that she has had some white Latinx missteps and is is notoriously anti-black. Notorious. <laughs> no, 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 notorious. What she's been doing is trotting out um, her dad as a dark-skinned <laughs> my dad is afro-latina right no he's not afro-latino he's That's not that either i know that <laughs> I, 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 right he's not he's not that either he might be a multiracial person yeah. he, um, he may be um afro-descendiente but he's not dark enough to be like my dad is dark-skinned 
Okay. Yeah, like she said. If he could if he could walk around the beach and people think he's just a tanned Greek person or he's just a tanned Italian or whatever, mm-hmm. do not try out your dad like my dad is dark skin. I'm a black American woman and I can't say to people my dad is dark skin because he's not. Yeah. My dad is mad light skin. He's blacker than Gina Rodriguez's dad. That's but, the damn shit. Yeah, but my 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 father as a black man is too light skinned for me to walk around talking about no. My dad is dark. He's dark skinned and so da 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 da. <laughs> right? That would be ridiculous for me as a black woman. But American how do person. you black friend your dad? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I have a black friend. <laughs> how do you do He's that? He's my dad. Your dad. Yeah. Yeah. Girl. Her dad looks like he didn't have an afro in the 70s. Mm-mm. Like he looks like he can't grow one. Again, that doesn't mean he's not an African descended person. The way in which he presents it. Yes, though. the way in which she uses him as a tool um to like claim blackness as a tool for her to claim blackness and as a tool for her to explain away any anti-blackness that she's demonstrating instead of addressing she's it but yeah, yeah fuck that's, not we know she's, we're that's, that's not why we're here we're so the instagram account black tina started a dark skin dad challenge mm-hmm. so afro latinas have been posting pictures of themselves and their actual black daddies yeah with actual dark skin so that's been that's been super duper cute so you can um again follow at black tina on instagram there are a few different hashtags i noticed there's a uh, hashtag dark skin dad challenge hashtag, hashtag dark skin daddy challenge hashtag my dark skin daddy mm-hmm. the point is it's the people point. walking around with actual black ass dark skin dads okay even her dad is so light if your dad is light-skinned it will matter okay (laughs) it will matter because everybody's dad is dark-skinned relative to gina rodriguez dad and she needs to cut the shit yo you get it you do you understand it's called white supremacy yeah but like you could just shut up she could just shut up but people like to give white people platforms they like to give uh white passing latinx folks platforms they like to give when we say white we know that gina rodriguez doesn't pass for like a white woman but she could if if they wanted to they could make her play italian she's a tv italian Mm -hmm. and that's what the media likes to tell us latinas look like and we know that latinx folks come in all different colors and have all different racial backgrounds. So, Word. yeah. So anyway, so shout out for Black Tina doing that and showing um actual black ass Latinx folks Please. because that's important and, and what she's doing is erasure. Yeah, so I was know? about to say yeah. like, oh, I don't want to focus on her. So no, fuck that. Latinx. So again, libations to Black Tina. We see you, we love you and um black girls are everything. Yeah, do the same thing. Mm-hmm. So we have another libation, which is kind of a joint no, you, libation. You have a libation. No, we're doing a joint one. Oh, we one. do? Um, we are oh, recording right, we are. Okay, from right. future past, like yes. Jay likes We're recording say. from the ancient future. So that means we've already had fun at Rob's um, homecoming. Mm-hmm. Why do I keep calling it homecoming? Yeah, homecoming party. Welcome uh, back. Yes, welcome back, Rob. So this was like, uh, there was a triad of Black Baddie Brigade podcast events. events. that we've been Right, so out. those have happened this past weekend. Like you were saying, right, winter is coming, Interhole Uprisings yeah. event. That happened. We had fun. We just know we did. We're sure it was a blast. Mm-hmm. Thanks, everybody, mm-hmm. who we saw there and said what's up to there. Mm-hmm. We envisioned our future. That's at, right. Yes, um, we the did. The vision board party. See that? That we and had. he was hating on it for a second, mm-hmm. right? Vision board party. 
I said envisioned our future. I didn't do your future past. Ancient though. future. I didn't do any of that. And yeah. then we also went to the Bag Ladies live show, and it yes, was amazing. It was. It was. It was. So hopefully, when we come back from the future, we'll give you <laughs> um, more of uh, like a, an update and a, a, recap a recap of what went down in the past. Mm-hmm. But we did. We did want to libate that and say what's up to everybody that we saw there, yo. Yes. So fun, fun-filled weekend. You had a libation. I have a libation. I'm gonna just drink my tea. I want to libate my Shea Butter Bay. That is my partner. Um, Cause he's just dope. Mm-hmm. And I really love him. And he is the best communicator I've ever had in a partner. Yeah. Um, So far. So it's teaching me a lot of things. Like, mm-hmm. wow. Uh, this man is capable of like using his words yes. and talking yes. and knowing that like when I'm upset, it's like, nah, we're going to talk about this. Mm-hmm. I've never had that. I don't even think I've had that in my platonic um, relationships with right. men or like men in my family. It's kind of just like, well, you want to be like that? Then mm-hmm. right. You know, like there's, there's usually the work that we talk about all the time is put on us. Yeah. And I noticed that he does work too. So I just wanted to elaborate. Shay by the bay. Thanks, Aww, babe. Um, that's nice. Maybe you listen to this episode. I don't know. But, um, that's so nice. Libations. All right. I support that libation. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. good. That makes me happy. Yeah. You deserve all of that good stuff. I and I'm do. glad that y'all be communicating and stuff. Yeah. I would like for you to stop accidentally communicating with him in our group chat. <laughs> I've only did that once. Okay. All right. But, um, yes. But I like it. <laughs> on, on your own time, I like that the two of you are communicating. That's yeah. dope. Do you want to tell the people how and why they should donate to Tea with Queen and Jay podcast? Yes, I do. So why you should donate? Your donations help keep the light on. They help sustain this podcast. They help progress this podcast. It's just, it's a major help. Yep. It feeds us when we're like working on the show yep. and shit like that. It, yep. it helps pay for Ubers and stuff when we, we have, have to, to go to places. like podcast shit. So everything that you give us right now goes directly into the show. Yep. We don't take a cut. It doesn't go in our pocket. It goes to building the show and supporting what we do with the show. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's what it does. Yep. Um. So if you want to donate, you can go to our website, twithqueenandjade.com. And right on the homepage, just slide down. And there's where you have two options. Two. The first option is our PayPal option, and that is where you can pay however much you want, whenever you want to. There is no commitment there. Um, and then our other option is our Patreon option, and that is where we're asking for a, just a little more commitment. That is a subscription. So it's two dollars a month. That's $2. all we're asking for is two dollars a month. You can do more and less on the patron, uh, but we're only asking for two dollars. And those things help sustain this podcast monetarily. Other ways that you can help sustain this podcast is by giving us a review on whatever app you listen to. Mm-hmm. Subscribe to this podcast. Yeah. Tell your friends about this yeah. podcast. Tag us in those what podcast do you listen to posts. Um, tag us on a wall somewhere. Yeah, I don't mind that. Put mm-hmm. a hashtag all over the world. That's I want right. to see it on the Great Wall of China. Don't tell them we sent you though. Okay? Oh and yes, yeah, so those are other ways that you can help progress Tea with Queen and Jay. That's right. Thank you. We appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I have some donation libations this week. Okay, okay. We got new patrons. Hey, uh, we got a good deal of patrons this week. Thank you all so much for showing up and showing out. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Samson. Thank you so much. The homie Ron from you don't read comics.com. Be sure to check that out. They do yeah. reviews and all that good shit. Thank you so much, Ron. Grace, thank you. Autumn, we appreciate you. Broobs, the homie. 
please be sure that you're following um, Broobs on Instagram at broobs.psd. Broobs is a queer Latinx collage artist slash photographer. Be sure to visit their shop on Etsy. It's all type of good shit there. No, Socks, shit shirts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I'm with it. I'm excited. I'm, I'm into it. Yes. And then uh, Timothy also subscribed to our Patreon. Timothy says, I live in Japan and have for six years. Y'all be keeping me black. Much love. That's right, That's Timothy. That's right. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. That's what we do. Tell your friends in Japan to listen. Mm-hmm. And then we also got some PayPal donations. So the first one we got is from Jude. Thanks, Jude. Hey, Jude. And then we got another from Lisa. And Lisa left us a note. I'm going to read that right quick. Hi, Queen and Jay. Love the podcast. And thank you. And thank you for all that you do. Your work is so affirming and warming to my spirit. It's a bomb for the emotional stress factors of parenting, research, community organizing, writing, and all of the rest of my life as a black woman in a white job and city. Thank you for centering us. I set up a recurring donation, but it won't start until February. So I wanted to prime the pump. All best wishes. Lisa. Thank you. Thank you, Lisa. This is Lisa that um, um, gave, gave us, us our those gifts. Yeah, yes, thank you so much. Yes, he's Black Woman Stitch on Egg. We appreciate you. Grams. Thank you so much. That's dope. Um, Yes, housekeeping is done. We don't have anything else right now, right? Nah. Coming up. Mm-mm. No. Um, Black History Month. <laughs> right. Hey, hit us up. Book us. We will come to your school. We will fucking come and talk to whatever organization you want to pay us to talk to we will mm-hmm. do that shit so yeah. we're out here that and then um you're going to be in south by southwest on a panel oh yeah i'm yep. going to be in south by southwest on a panel um sam riddell the executive producer of the in whole uprising Yo. um submitted a panel so the panel is called podcasting with a black scent um and we're basically talking about how podcasting generally has that bland whack npr kind of like tone alexa <laughs> play ran down on a bitch twice <laughs> by cardi, cardi b, b. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like that um so we'll be, we'll be talking about that and how black scents should are important and should be incorporated more in audio spaces because you use a lot of our language any mm-hmm, fucking way mm-hmm. so why not have people who come of that space mm-hmm. it's lit right <laughs> <laughs> remember when they loved raise the roof remember when that was oh their shit oh Yes, so that'll be happening in South by. Yeah, so hopefully I'll be out there as well. But um, hit you us will, up. Well, I affirm that I they affirm, will be there. That's right. Too. I affirm that I'll be at South by Southwest as well. So hit us up if you're going to be in Austin during South by Ses- during South by Southwest time. Doing South wanna, by Sex West. What are you trying to do? Or that, or that depends on the Sex West that's happening. <laughs> Um, hit us up if you want to do some shit with us. If you want us to come and fucking, I don't know, do whatever the fuck. Yeah, or drop some money so Jay can come too. <laughs> right, or break us off with some money so that I can book so my ticket. Jay that, can be there with, that would be cool. With us. Or if you are, you know, you got South by Southwest, you want to give me a badge. <laughs> slide, slide me a badge right quick. Ain't no thing. Ain't no thing. Ain't no problem. Ain't no problem. Ain't no problem. Ain't no problem. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, let's let's. Do you, you want to get into a, the show? Yeah, let's get into the show. Okay, cool. All right. All right. What kind of tea are you drinking? I'm drinking lemon ginger tea. Delish. I'm mm-hmm. drinking that as well. I woke up with the wild gas. I don't know what that's about. <laughs> so weird and intense. I woke up with a migraine today. Uh-huh. A period migraine. Yeah, we were supposed to record this actually in the past or the future. But, yeah. you know, now we're in the ancient future. So. 
Here we are. So oh, I don't know. I don't confused. All right, that's cool. What are your pronouns? She and her. What are your pronouns? Uh, she, her, they, them. And what are you affirming for yourself this week? I affirm that I'm a bad bitch. I affirm that I am enough. I affirm that I'll be self-employed and financially wealthy without trauma. Sure will. And I also affirm that bisexuality has a spectrum. Ooh, spicy. That most times I don't really care to explain and talk about. Yeah. Um, but it does. Okay. Okay. Just wanted to say that. Okay. Just wanted to affirm that. Reminder. <laughs> Reminder. <laughs> oh, All right. Also, sweet. Jay, what do you affirm for yourself? Uh, I affirm that I am not a lady. I'm not ladies. Please don't call me that in email or in person. They be though, doing that. Yeah, it happens all the time. But you claim to listen to my podcast. It's okay. I love you anyway. Okay. Um, I am not a lady. I don't identify as such. And I'm just not. It doesn't make any sense. Also, I am enough. Mm-hmm. I am healthy, I'm happy, and I am rich. My rent is paid for the year. Word. And all of my bills are paid. Ow. And my relationships are joyous and fruitful. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, my tickets are paid for to go to South by Southwest. There we go. So That's right. That's what be mm-hmm. happening. Also, I'm in some type of weird like rom-com. And Yo, that's the- <laughs> I wanted to stop. I wanted to stop. It's it's fucking funny it's like all the weird things that happen into like when i leave outside my house one of my ex-boyfriends is going to be standing outside, outside my house it's really strange with like candy i do know or something. that that does happen when you like start dating someone or you start right. liking someone or you find a flow with someone then mm-hmm. all the other motherfuckers pop up the way in which they're popping up in your life though and this moment is very yeah. rom-com though. it's weird it's every time i see one i'm like i thought i killed you <laughs> But I defeated you. Right. What? what are you doing here? What do you want? Oh, gosh. All right. Yeah. I like all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't affirm that my life is a rom-com. I just wanted to tell y'all what's happening. In case I get sucked into, like, you know how they mix up rom-com with sci-fi? In case I get sucked <laughs> up into some weird, like, vacuum. It's like, I, I won't be able to get out of here until I find true love. Oh. If you don't see me for a while, that's what happens to me. Send somebody for me. Okay. Okay. As long as it doesn't become a crazy lifetime movie. Oh man. I'm okay. All right. So we watched we're not well, I don't know. We we had some conversations during episode one eighty eight. What was the name of that episode? Couldn't be me, girl. No, that's not it. No, that was <laughs> that was it. It was? Oh. Yeah, that was oh. <laughs> That was it. Couldn't be me, girl, where um trigger warning R. Kelly. Yeah. Well, trigger warning, all that R. Kelly stuff. Yeah. Rape, but not a graphic discussion of it. Mm-hmm. And like grooming and shit like that. Yeah. We right? Were, yeah. We were talking about the docuseries. Yeah. And all that right. So we talked about that. We talked about surviving R. Kelly docuseries. We talked about Queen's experiences and the experiences of a lot of young black women. Yeah. And so we got a letter uh, with some questions about what we discussed in that episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, you all will be able to follow along. There's nothing... There's nothing here that you'll you'll miss. So Yeah, and then there's nothing graphic or anything happening. Right, nothing graphic happening. So this we're gonna leave this letter anonymous and uh, let's get into it. So the subject is (laughs) you wanna you all right? (laughs) (laughs) Take a deep breath before I read it. 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. The subject is R. Kelly Doc discussion, and the message goes, Hi, in episode 188, while discussing the R. Kelly Doc, Queen mentioned being underage in public spaces with an older man and how no one confronted them. It occurred to me that I honestly don't have the slightest idea how I would approach a situation like that if I witnessed it. I assumed the couple would immediately go on the defensive and surely claim the underage person was an adult. So where does it go from there? Also, there are certainly some folks who appear much younger than they are, and short of carding them, which I wouldn't have the right or capacity to do, would be unable to verify age. While uncomfortable, I'm not averse to confronting strangers on various issues, even though it rarely plays out well, and in this situation, I assume it would also go poorly. Any ideas? I was truly at a loss when you brought this up. Love the show. I always recommend it to friends. Take care. Um, this person has, I would call, what I would call a um, typically uh, male, male name. name. So for the purposes of this discussion, we... Are addressing it like we're talking yeah, to Yeah, we're going to... male. Right, right. So if, if we are misgendering you, please let us know. Yeah, set us straight. Yeah, please let us know. Um, set us straight. But I, I think that... Based on what I know, I think this person yeah. identifies as male. Um, as well. That's right. my understanding as well. Yeah. So when I first read this letter, um, I didn't think much of it. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, that's a decent point um, that I hadn't considered. And um, yeah, I guess we can attempt to answer it. You have, of course, had a different yeah, response Yeah, I was like, what? Right. Huh? Uh-uh. <laughs> I don't know they didn't. Right. So first I want to say that this is an important question. I don't want you to... Because of my response, think you ask something out of place right. or whatever. This is a very valid, important question, mm-hmm. and it's why we're talking about it on the show. Okay. Um, Sh- should I give a quick, um, like, 30-second recap of kind of what you discussed on that last episode? I was going to do that. Okay. Go ahead. Um, so I don't want you to feel, although my response may because this was a personal thing for me, so because my response may have a defensive tone because this was something that for me, hugely personal. I don't want you yeah. to think that you asking a question was out of place or anything like that. Yeah. It's a really good question mm-hmm. to ask. Um, so on that episode, I talked about I had a, I don't, it's always, I don't know what to call it. I had a situation mm-hmm. with a man who was, I was half his age. I was 17. He was 34. And although it was hidden from my family, it wasn't hidden from the world. Right. Um. When we navigated whatever spaces you were in, so I talked about that a lot, and then I got to a point where I was saying, like, how come no one said anything? Mm-hmm. Um. How come people would see us together? And I obviously was like a teenager, and this obviously was a grown ass man, yeah. and no one kind of was just like, what? What is this? Mm-hmm. What the fuck is happening? There? You mentioned yeah. being in like Victoria's Secret and places. Yeah. Like that. So that's the part where I wanted to start, where I presented places where it would obviously be wrong for a grown-ass man and this young girl to be. I said I did that on purpose Mm -hmm. to say that there are spaces where it's like, if I'm at this motel where it's a pay-by-the-hour motel and you know that this is usually where people come to fuck Mm -hmm. and you're checking us in and you see a teenage girl and it's a dope man walking around the hotel, checking in the room and things like that. That's a... I feel like that's an appropriate place to be like, what the fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. Um, so, and that never happened. So I made sure I brought up places like that, like being in sex shops, buying sex toys. Yeah. Apparent, that, that looks like an apparent place where you can kind of like 
be like, yo, what's happening? Or being, going buying lingerie and shit like that. Mm-hmm. What's happening? What's happening here? So like I made sure I presented those places on purpose because I do get just you walking about the street. You're not going to assume me and him walking together are people who are having sex with each other. Right. But that's why I presented places mm-hmm. like that where no one said that. So I don't know how you miss that. Okay. When, um, okay. So let's say, what would you say it could potentially be inappropriate? Like what's happening here? Like, how does that, how does that, um, show itself? Like, I'm thinking like in the hotel, like, mm-hmm. I feel like you can ask me my age. Like, how old is this girl that you're going in the room with? Mm-hmm. Is this your daughter? Yeah. Is this, you know, like, and you're not directly asking, are you fucking this person? Are mm-hmm. you having sex with this person? Are you abusing this person? But you're bringing to light that I need to make sure this situation is right. Yeah. Because this person might be a minor. Mm-hmm. That type of thing. Like, that's never happened. We went to, I've dealt with him. When I was underage, I dealt with him for about a year. We've dealt with each other on and off until I was about 26. Mm-hmm. But like those years when I was like underage or like just 18, mm-hmm. no one ever like said anything, asked anything. Even when I was around him and his friends, like, you know, there were spaces where mm-hmm. it could be like, yo, like, what, yo, what you doing? Like, mm-hmm. no one said anything. And I said that to say that how... In the docuseries, people would say they would go to the studio and see girls, mm-hmm. and they wouldn't say anything. And it's like, it's not because they don't feel right. They, It's common. Mm-hmm. You don't ask those questions because, yes, you might think something is wrong, but because it's so common for these grown-ass men to be with young girls, and mm-hmm. we're fast-ass girls anyway, right. that people don't feel the place. Mm-hmm. So that's what, what I was highlighting when I said those things. Mm-hmm. And for um, new listeners, I mean, all our listeners know, but for new listeners, when you say they're fast-ass girls, we know that that doesn't exist. Yeah, There's we know. There's no such yeah, thing as a fast don't, little yeah, girl. But that's how you, you see it. Right. That's generally how you see it, and I know that's generally why people don't say anything. Mm-hmm. It's not about being in a place, like, it's not about you possibly being wrong. Mm-hmm. It's not about... Um, you that might be the, the, his daughter, or that mm-hmm. might they might not even be fucking, or they might get defenses or whatever. That's not the birth of why people are not saying something. Mm-hmm. The reason why you're not saying things is because it's commonplace, even though we know it shouldn't be commonplace. Right. That's why people aren't saying things. That's why people aren't um seeing a couple that looks like this person looks underage. Not a couple, but. A pairing of people right. where this person is underage and this other person is clearly an adult and he's giving her a kiss and it's just like mm. and you just keep yeah. walking i think um i think because because in some of this i think of like the legalities of being in a um of being in any one of these places and asking some of these questions mm-hmm. but i feel like for us like we've both worked retail yeah People spark up conversations at the register all the time. All the time. Right? And people say, oh, is that your daughter? Oh, is that, you know, whatever. And sometimes it's it's not a matter of saying, how old is this person? What's going on here? Yeah. But it's those casual things like, oh, is that your daughter? Oh, oh. you know, what's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that kind of, oh, that's not your daughter? Oh, okay. I, I just assume, I assume that was your daughter. Yeah, stuff stuff like, like that. that. Just to, to bring some level of like, okay, I see you kind of awareness mm-hmm. to the table. Yeah. And perhaps... 
I think it also reminds, because we already know the the adult in the situation is a predator, but I think that it can perhaps alert the child in the situation that, hey, I'm a safe adult. I see that something is happening here. Even even if nothing comes from it in that moment, Moments. like the fact that you can, in your mind, you don't remember anybody don't remember saying anything ever. to you. Yeah. Not only did it help you feel as a as an impressionable child, not only did it help you feel like, oh, well, this is not a big deal. This is okay. Um, mm-hmm. It added to that. But also, I think that there's this psychological feeling that nobody cares about little black girls. Yeah. And we internalize that as individuals. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, we feel these things as a collective because it happens to all of us. But I think there's an individual impact that it has on each little black girl that's yeah. neglected and mm-hmm. all the people they came across who neglected them. There are yeah. people I remember that's like, wow, you sat there and you watched while this happened to me and it was okay. It was okay. Yeah, for any number of different things. Mm-hmm. And so there are times in my life where I'm not going to be the adult black woman that's in the room while some little something bad is happening exactly, to a little black girl, girl or, or exactly. a little black child exactly. anywhere. I won't be the yeah. one who was there and they remember as an adult Janicia yeah. or an adult Naima that, that oh so-and-so was in the room when that happened to me and they were okay and they exactly. didn't say anything. And that goes for I have, I've had experiences in college with male friends and other male friends were there and it was just okay to mm-hmm. everybody. Yeah. They didn't say nothing. They just turned their head and they walked away and they act like it wasn't yeah. happening. They acted like I wasn't being abused or mistreated yeah. or called out my name or whatever. That's the thing that annoys me is that no one's asking you to be a fucking Power Ranger. Right. And I think the fact that you took it in that way... Mm-hmm. It's fucking ridiculous. Like, mm. no one's asking you to fucking be a fucking Power Ranger, be mm. a Ninja Turtle, or be whoever to fucking save the child's life in that way. Right. But by you saying something, mm-hmm. like, you highlight something in both of them, mm-hmm. you know? Right. Like, I, I know for myself, like, outside of my friends who were the same age as me, and people knew about me and him. I was around his friends and shit. Yeah. I wasn't like some fucking secret person or, you mm-hmm. know, whatever. I'm going to his house, like yeah. doing all of these things. So it was like there were adults around mm-hmm. while this was happening that said nothing. Right. And that's a problem. And I think that because there's, there's a tendency for like when you talk about, oh, he had friends around, there's a tendency to assume, oh, well, you know, they were just as bad as he was. Mm-hmm. But we all know men who have friends and they'd be like, yeah, John is wild. Yeah. He's wild. He'd be wilding. Yeah. He hits his wife. Or he's, I've seen his, I have, I know grown adult men be like, yeah, so-and-so just be hitting their wife, da 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 And, or yeah, so-and-so likes young girls or so-and-so, everybody got a wild friend, mm-hmm. right? And I think that culturally, um, men are so less likely to confront one another on yeah. bullshit yep. or to or to like say anything, which is which is, I think, a, a part of why black women get hated on so much because we say the things that nobody wants to say, yep. not men, not yep. nobody. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I have watched grown ass men that are supposed to be strong and this, that or whatever. Quiet. Be afraid, quiet and silent and be afraid and shaking in the presence of the other men. men. And they all just feel like that about one another. Yes. Men are afraid of one another. Y'all are punks. Yes. It's not any one particular type of man nope. or whatever. Y'all just be out here afraid to confront one. I'm not going to approach that yeah. man about a, this, I'm that or whatever. Business. Nah, you know, that's not how you to talk to another man. Da, 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 da. The that way that you it. all interpret and understand and navigate respect is so wild and mm-hmm. toxic yeah. and violent to one another and violent generally there's a woman being abused mm-hmm. in some way or yep. a femme person being yep. abused in some way so 
when we talk about stuff like this and a man asks this kind of question, we feel like sometimes it's intuitive for women to operate in a space of community and to operate in a space of confrontation when necessary. Yeah. Because if we don't speak up for ourselves, then nobody, nobody will. Is. Black women in particular. Yeah. Uh, women of color in particular. So it's perhaps it's more innate for us to make faces, make body language. Yeah, and I, I will say, I don't mean to cut you off, but I will say that when we were talking about this before we were recording, that I do remember one black woman, one time me and him were kissing, and she walked by and she said, that little girl mm-hmm. made a face right. and she kept walking. And that's something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's something. Mm-hmm. It, it, might, it might, honestly, also, it might not always, it may not have been safe for her to physically approach you and stand there and be like well yo what are you doing Do, yeah what are you doing mm-hmm. or whatever but she said what she could yeah, in that, in she that let moment it be in that known space that, like mm-mm. you know like right mm-mm. <laughs> like, right, you know? right 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 um, i think that's the only time i remember yeah mm-hmm. so my suggestion is to find a way to say something, find a way. And I think as like a community, if we do things as a community, then it doesn't have to be in situations like this. It doesn't have to be one person where you you may be unsure of age or whatever. It doesn't have to be you going up to them and mm-hmm. saying, hey, what are you doing? Show me your ID. Da, 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 da. It could be simply, oh, is that your daughter? Oh, you know. But it makes me think. So like outside of this podcast, um, with my work, I work with organizations that deal with children. Mm-hmm. And... All this negotiating that you're doing in your head mm-hmm. about whether you should say something is redundant. Because it's like when it comes to children, when it comes to people being abused, like when it comes to work, I always say I'd rather be fucking wrong right. than to ever be fucking right. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like something don't feel right. Just say something. And mm-hmm. it can be in a way in which Jay just said, but like. Just say something. Like mm-hmm. it's a it's a child. Like I would rather just assume and report something or whatever, investigate that shit, and it's mm-hmm. fucking wrong than to like be like this. Don't feel right. Be quiet and be fucking right. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's 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 if we care about our children, if we care about black boys and girls, like everything should be like a red red flag when it comes to you wanting to protect yeah. children. Period. Mm-hmm. Like, all of that negotiation, if they might be younger than this and this and that, then you just be wrong. And mm-hmm. then it's like, oh, my bad, I'm wrong. And you walk away. Yeah. Like, why? what is it about your ego mm-hmm. that makes you so wrapped up in yourself that it's like, what if I'm, you know, like, I don't want to be wrong. I don't want to this mm-hmm. and that. I don't want to do that. It's not about yeah. you. It's yeah. about this other person. If you really care about the safety of the person on the other end of it. Mm-hmm. Or even something that, something that I know that we do as women is um you okay sis you know libations to feminists to jones mm-hmm. but i've been places where i don't know what's going on yeah. and i don't know if what i'm seeing is a woman comfortable with whatever she's doing with yeah. the man in this point or if this man i was at a party once and this guy who he had clearly just met this woman was kind of all over her constantly mm-hmm. he was large he wouldn't he wouldn't like move and the way that they were positioned it was like if she even if she was tired of dancing with him mm-hmm. she couldn't go anywhere yeah so we were at the bar and we were drunk and i wasn't drunk but it was a space enough to where you know at a certain point when enough drinks is in everybody you can kind of like you don't have to be so careful if you bump into somebody yeah. or whatever. Right. Uh-huh. So I was able to kind of bump into him and get my arm like around her and be like, hey, you okay? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. Or, hey, you still cool with him or whatever? Yeah. or whatever. And so it's, it's just, I, I could have, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh yeah, I'm cool. Thanks so much. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. Because 
I would rather say something than then, to let this go because I'm why I'm I see something happening mm-hmm. here. Let me just make sure that she's okay because I would want somebody to ask me like, "Are you okay, sis?" And so it could honestly, you could use that too. Yeah, you could use that too. You could walk by and say, "Hey, girl, you okay? Mm-hmm. You know, are you okay, sis, or yeah. whatever?" I don't know if you're white presenting or not. Maybe mm-hmm. not, sis, mm-hmm. but a simple, "Hey, you okay?" Yeah, you know that could work, yeah. and they could both turn around and be like, "What the fuck? I don't know." And then or you'd be like, "Oh, okay. like, oh, 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 my bad. You know, I, I wasn't sure." Awkward. And move on. Yeah, and it's different ways to do that. If you want to train, make sure you can move to the next car. Mm-hmm. If if things shake, you know, if things go go wacky or whatever, make yeah. sure you could. I don't know, get out of there, run or whatever. We want to make sure that you stay safe, but stay safe. But there are different ways for us to check in on one another without like confronting people yeah. like law enforcement. Yeah, it's like. And that's the thing. It's like, that's not what I was requiring. That's mm-hmm. not what I was asking. Sometimes people just know, like, just let them know that they are seen. Like, I right. see you. Right. I see you, grown ass man. You know? Mm-hmm. You know, like, just stuff like that yeah. that I think is important. Because they're allowed to do this. There's a reason why R. Kelly is allowed to do this so out in the open. Right. Because no one says anything. I, that ain't my business. I'm gonna, I have relatives. I have relatives. And we all do. We all do. This is a black tradition throughout the diaspora. I have relatives who have watched their blood be abused by a man, whether it be him talking reckless to to her in their presence or, you know... I have I haven't witnessed this, but we know that in extreme cases we know oh Uncle so and so beats on Aunt so and so, and that's just their business, and oh she'll leave you know whatever, but that's her husband or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I would say particularly for me, it, within my family we have we know that oh so and so sits here and verbally abuses whoever or is is wild rude, and we're all sitting here. And if anybody else was talking like that to anybody else, we'd address it. But it's like, no, no that's her time. husband. Yeah. We're not going to say nothing. Yep. That's no, how they that's do. tired. Yes. That's tired. That's tired. Don't you love so-and-so? Isn't that your family? Mm-hmm. Would you let anybody else talk to her like that? Yeah. So we're all going to sit there because that's her husband? Yeah. And let it go? Yeah. No. Fuck that. And it's, it's dead for that. And it's, it's like the that. fact that the responsibility always lies on women yeah. or the people who are at the end of the abuse is fucking mm-hmm. ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like, if men need to check each other more, y'all don't yeah. do that shit. Y'all need to do that shit. Right. And that's the fucking problem. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that was a alarming for me in this is there's a sentence where you say i assume the couple would immediately go on a defensive and i know that you are just asking a question Mm -hmm. um and not thinking in the way that i'm thinking because i'm the person who experienced the abuse the abuse in the situation and not you so i'm not offended but like the fact that you would just assume that it's a couple or like a couple Mm -hmm. um when i see couple i'm thinking like a people in a consenting Consenting. relationship and yes so to see i would assume the couple and you're already in your mind thinking i just want you to see how normalized this is that Mm -hmm. you're already calling them a couple and you don't even know if there is a problem yet or you don't even know if there is you don't know any of that yet Mm -hmm. but you're calling them a couple um i mean some people do use that language to i know i get that to me more than one person but 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 then the context of this no i get it that's a problem Mm -hmm. that's not a couple Mm -hmm. if you if you yeah it's not um Mm -hmm. so that was alarming for me so it just made me i wanted to say that so you could kind of address that with yourself and how you take in seeing pairs of people that's why in the beginning of the thing i said a pair instead of like Mm -hmm. saying a couple um in the context of a relationship in that way 
using the word couple is or assuming it's a couple is pretty careless and it makes it it, it shows why you're still negotiating in your head mm-hmm. as to should you say something or not you know i don't know i didn't like it mm-hmm. but um i think it's an important question because i know lots of people have that question yeah. i think that one stop assuming that we're expecting you to fucking be a superhero mm-hmm. that's not what we mean by mm-hmm. saying something and i think that um that has something to do with the way that uh community has been taken away from us yeah like the way that communities would love and protect and take care of each other white supremacist patriarchal capitalism aims to break that down yeah so that we all think in this like kind of individualistic mindset Mm -hmm. and so when we reintroduce checking in on one another Another. then it's like what does that even mean how do i even do that Mm -hmm. so we understand how this could come Come up up. you know and like you know why we have to ask each other these questions but we need to just remember that it is coming from this kind of individualistic we don't need anyone or anything and just worry about yourself Mm -hmm. keep your head down don't ask any questions mind your business kind of culture yeah which is which isn't safe and Mm -hmm. what helps enable abusers period Mm -hmm. like if it's not i don't know if you watch the docuseries but if it's not one thing that anyone took away from that is that besides the abuser who's doing the like actual abuse Mm -hmm. all the people around are kind of are enabling that yeah and agents Mm -hmm. of that abuse Mm -hmm. so like for me when i was talking about that in that episode it was like there were so many agents of abuse that i didn't even realize were agents of abuse Mm -hmm. you know my abuse was always tied to like this one person did this to me and it wasn't until that docuseries that i realized there was lots of moving parts within that abuse that Mm -hmm. i had with that person you know and that's when that's what made me think like damn like why wasn't anyone saying anything you know Mm -hmm. so yeah so yeah so like we said great question to ask Mm -hmm. thank you Yeah, thank you. Yeah, and yeah. and as always, thank you for making yourself vulnerable. We, yes. do, we do appreciate yes. like you all don't have to write in here with like the perfect wording and all no. that stuff. If we feel like if we've read it and it's made us uncomfortable in any way, usually we'll leave the person anonymous because we're not trying to have like people yeah, we're not attacking coming at you people. or yeah, like we're not trying to not embarrass the, anybody. Yeah, that's not the point of it. So we definitely appreciate you writing in and yeah. none of you should ever feel like, oh, I have to make sure I'm like perfectly nope. on top of language mm-hmm. and all that stuff mm-hmm. or whatever. I mean, be you know, think about that shit. Don't be careless. Yeah, just don't call Jay a lady. <laughs> Please don't call me a lady. I would appreciate if you didn't do that. Yeah. All right, let's take a break. Yes, let's take a break. Money, 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 money. <laughs> money do you know what this year is um giving black this women year. your money yes give okay. black women your money hashtag pay black women yo okay okay so, so. how do they give black women their money well they can start by giving us their money oh yes yes we do this dope ass women is race nerd podcast every motherfucking every week, week. Sometimes and, twice um, a week. Yeah, yo. <laughs> and we could use your loving motherfucking donations. Um, we definitely can. Absolutely. So how can you do that? You can go to our website. Yo. TeamWithQueenAndJay.com. Hit that donate tab. Mm-hmm. And we have two options there. So two. Can, two. You become a patron or you can just donate through PayPal. Yo. You choose. We mm-hmm. give you a choice. That's right. On how you give us money. That's right. If you want to donate via Patreon, we're asking all of our listeners to break us off $2 a month. 
That's $24 a year. And if everybody who listens does that shit, we will have everything that we need to do everything we want to do for this podcast. Everything. And if you love us so much that you want to break us off a one-time donation, a multiple-time donation, or if you don't like the the once-a-month kind of system, you can go to our PayPal and give us any amount of money. We will take that shit. We will love that shit. We will appreciate that we shit. We will use that shit. That's right. So once again, teawithqueenandjay.com. Hit the donate tab and choose your donation method of choice. Oh my God, we're going to get money. Again! <laughs> All the time. Yes. And we're black! All the time. All right. So a while back, we talked about the term auntie and we talked about ageism and a whole bunch of shit. Yeah. We got another letter about age and auntieism that kind of uh, comes from that episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they listened to it and they gave us some feedback. And I thought that was really interesting. We're going to leave this one anonymous. They requested to be anonymous. Yes. I, don't, I don't have any fighting words for this person, but <laughs> they requested to be anonymous. Yeah. And so I'm going to start. They, we had had conversation about a bunch of other stuff. So I'm kind of going to start in the middle. But mm-hmm. this is um, kind of the gist of what I wanted to talk about. Uh-huh. So... Again, this show is we talk from a black womanist race nerd perspective. So we're talking about the term auntie. And mm-hmm. this is a letter from a black person talking to black people. Yeah. So keep that in mind. All right. So I will say this person says mid letter. I will say I prefer not to be called auntie unless I give permission to do so. I don't have a complete intellectual argument for this. I can only say I don't feel comfortable with it. And that for me is enough. A few months ago, a Twitter thread was going around about the term. A woman had said she also didn't like the term. And wow, the pushback was incredible as if the idea of a black woman deciding her own name is such a threat. What I can say, what I've thought about is a few things. One, individual black woman, quote unquote, she's somebody's mom, daughter, sister, etc. versus she is somebody. Maybe the individual is a fallacy, but that but that value as an individual human black woman is something I constantly fight for. A title, a designation that is just me as me is not readily given. Two, Auntie. Auntie is a term of endearment. It is also a diminutive term with no male or masculine equivalent. Women's identity shifts from Miss, M-I-S-S, to Mrs., to Ms., with men, Mr., as if they are complete from birth. Three, auntie in service to others as a most valued trait. Four, auntie as a character or caricature. I've seen women in the 20s I've seen women in their 20s, quote, play auntie, posting images of their auntie outfit or auntie hair, or when they are going to get into their, quote, quote unquote, auntie vibe, it feels 2D, it feels flat. Or women my age and older saying, oh, I'm having an auntie moment. I can't remember what I was saying. And everybody laughs. Five, linear versus circular. As I mentioned earlier, I have friends of all ages. I don't always know the ages of the women I'm friends with. I feel no reason to call anyone older than me auntie, mainly because it is a circular relationship, teacher slash student slash mentor slash mentee. We are supporting each other, learning from each other. I have a formal mentor who is younger than me in the fashion business because she knows more than I do. Six, is auntie fully realized? Auntie has a fucking free woman or femme words evolve and change maybe i'll see how the term changes and feel more comfortable with this use for now i just do not and i honor that of myself and ask and insist that others do the same only for me i'm not saying no one should use it or that the word be banned but just for me it's a nah 
Okay. So thank you so much for that. Yeah, thank you. I think when we first talked about it, we wanted to affirm um, the role that Auntie in that term plays in our lives. Our lives, yeah. And I think the lives in, I think, Black culture and specifically Black American culture, because I find that people are more readily acknowledging of um, other Black cultural markers throughout the diaspora Mm -hmm. and for some reason with black american Americans. culture it's like oh that's not culture yeah. that's not important that's just some it's shit that thing. it's not a thing it's that's just some thing. shit niggas do by accident or yep. whatever so it was important to us to affirm kind of the cultural use of auntie mm-hmm. its relevance its significance its importance yeah and so i think in some of that conversation i think i did fail to acknowledge that it's people who don't want to be called auntie and mm-hmm. that's okay. Yeah. Like you don't have to accept, I don't want to be called a lady. It shouldn't, it shouldn't be something that happens to you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I try to, even though there are people who culturally and out of respect, I consider like my auntie, like Michaela Angela Davis called herself auntie before we called her auntie, yeah. even though we culturally yeah, we, acknowledge her as, as an auntie. auntie. Yeah. Um, I would never look at her and say, oh, auntie, da 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 mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. just not something that I would do. There are people now who, since the episode we talked about aunties, who now refer to me as auntie mm-hmm. because I have affirmed that that's something that culturally I'm comfortable with. Yeah. Um. So I do respect and I understand that it's not something that perhaps we should just be doing to people. Mm-hmm. I I have a little bit of mixed feelings about it when it comes to like public figures to an extent, like how we call Auntie Maxine, how we call, excuse me, how we call Maxine Waters, Auntie Maxine, yeah. and how we afford them these titles. Um, generally, when it happens that way, it's to offer a certain amount of like respect. Yeah. She, again, she has affirmed that she's comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate that. But had she said, oh, I don't, that, I guess that's weird because I don't know, would anyone ever come out like that and be like, oh, I don't really like being called auntie? Like, that feels like they might be too much public pressure for them to come out and say, oh, I don't like that in that way. Mm-hmm. I think someone, I think if someone felt that way in a public, and they're a public figure, that they should say it. Because yeah. similar to how this person is saying it, all of this stuff makes sense and it's valid mm-hmm. and it has a space. Yeah. And I think that we should acknowledge that space. Mm-hmm. Um, it's unfortunate that within that thread that there was like that backlash like that, however yeah. she described, that's unfortunate um, because I think it's important for us to allow people affirm, to affirm themselves. Right. You know? So, mm-hmm. like, if I affirm something for someone and they say, no, it's this, mm-hmm. then fucking respect that shit. Yeah. Um, and it's unfortunate that they didn't do that in that space. It's unfortunate. Especially being a black woman. I'm assuming that the chat was with amongst mm-hmm. other black mm-hmm. women where we go about making sure we affirm ourselves in these different ways because yeah. everyone thinks we're like this the same yeah. thing. So for you to get that pushback from other black women is kind of just, you know. I think though, I think it goes back to um, kind of what I was saying before because when I read the initial letter that we received about auntieism and all the dynamics and and kind of some of the negative feelings that were associated with it, I had that same visceral, visceral reaction, like, oh, you're not respecting, like, my black American cultural shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that, yeah I did so too. So there's did that too. feeling of, you. like, mm-hmm. what what are you talking about? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. So sometimes it gets it gets tricky, like, when you, when you hit a sore spot that, like, people have been culturally shitting on this stuff forever, forever. and then you show That's up with your true. whole black ass that talking about, true. oh, you know what? I know... What, 
culturally we've been shit on, but also I don't like this cultural thing that we hold dear. Yeah. It makes people like yeah. uncomfortable. And I, I didn't think, like it either. Yeah. So I think a constant exercise and something that we need to do as people who have um, experienced trauma is remember that not everyone who says, oh, I don't like this cultural black thing. Not everyone is saying that this cultural black thing doesn't have value. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There yeah. are some of them are just saying, oh, I see that this has value for some people, but this doesn't, this is not something that I want to have yeah. happen to me or hold dear or whatever. I know for me, my issue, I'm thinking of the first letter was the AIDS thing attached to it because okay. I don't attach AIDS to it. Like mm-hmm. I call someone now a Kwanzaa auntie who's younger than me. Yes. Um, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I don't attach aid to the word auntie in that right. way at all. Right. So when that was presented to me, it was like, what? Huh? Mm-hmm. Like I don't anyone to me, there's no aid to the auntie thing mm-hmm. um, for me. Like usually when I see a person who is an auntie, they're like very into black community usually. Like when I'm thinking okay. of a woman, they're like very like um, into community mm-hmm. in that way. Um, that's usually where I auntie like starts okay. it doesn't start with like an age i don't see someone who's like older than me doing something mm-hmm. and i'm like oh that's an auntie right. like it's usually someone who has for me experiencing something and there's some community kind of like yeah thing to it that they they care a, a lot about a thing mm-hmm. um it's usually how i conduct mm-hmm. like oh that's a da 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 auntie right oh, that's right, a bubble right. auntie yes we do do that yes. that's true that's true that's how i connect the word auntie uh-huh. to things and black woman but i don't i don't just see an older black woman and be like auntie like I, that's not how i go yeah. about that word no at all. me neither um, i do know that a lot of people associate it with age but it's not it is not instinctual for me to see an yeah. older black woman and just put them in like the auntie box yeah because i don't know if you're my auntie and I not all skin folk is your kin folk um i will say i did use auntie as a derogatory term the other day at uh black comic book festival what, what happened that's the cure guard was was telling us oh you can't put your stuff there like repeat like it was like this is not that oh, serious we know they get anatomy. serious you call <laughs> you did though you was like all right auntie <laughs> i was like the auntie she's moving it thank you yes <laughs> yes auntie because i want i'm like acknowledging your age which is why i'm not i'm not talking to you, you. Did do that. i want to acknowledge both your oh, blackness God. and your age which is why i'm trying not to talk to you reckless like i would talk to uh uh you know a white woman who's talking to me crazy mm-hmm. but you're talking to me crazy right now let's everybody calm down i see you sis <laughs> she did kind of calm down after you said auntie <laughs> yeah because she knew because she knew because she knew she knew that i wasn't calling her auntie because you know she had made me pie (laughs) right i was calling her auntie because let's all like recognize where we are let's let's everybody calm down let's everyone relax all right so that happens yeah you did do that i was so enraged yeah in the moment i was like oh shit (laughs) what's gonna happen now <laughs> but everybody just calm down. So that was the goal. But um I do agree. So I kind of wanted to go through some of these points. Mm-hmm. So when she mentions like how we auntie people and uh, sometimes we take away the individuality individuality of black women. Like mm-hmm. we're always attaching them to someone and making them you're important because you're somebody's mom, you're important because you're somebody's daughter, you're important because you're somebody's sister. Yeah. So I agree with that. Like we all don't have to belong to somebody to yep. be valuable. We totally. can stand in our own shit um then she talks about auntie as a term of endearment but that it also feels diminutive and it has no male or masculine equivalent and Mm -hmm. i was trying to think in pop culture like 
who are like the uncles? We have um, Uncle Snoop. Snoop is definitely an uncle. He been an uncle. He's been saying that. He was for born a long time. an uncle. <laughs> <laughs> we have he Uncle came Snoop. Out the womb with uncle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we yeah, have, we have uncle, uncle Snoop. Snoop. We have um, this guy is dead to us, but we have Uncle Rush. So we're gonna call him call him oh, a cre- creepy Uncle Rush. He was never my uncle. No, he was never mine either. Yeah, but yeah. people did refer to him yeah. as like Uncle. We have. I feel like there are uncles in the game. But I also, here's where it gets a little tricky for me. Yeah. Men are garbage. Okay. So it's rare that I can, when I, when the, the term auntie to me includes a certain level of trust. And who do, yeah, who do you trust? Who can you trust? Yeah. When, it, when it comes to male presenting and masculine people and those who identify as men, who can you trust? Word. Right? So there are elders who I respect and I acknowledge them culturally as an uncle, but am I going to call, call them, them uncle? uncle? I don't know what you done did. Mm-mm. I don't know who you hurt Word. or who you abused. Uncle Rush was uncle. No, he was never my uncle, but I was cool with like, oh, that's Uncle Rush. He does this, that or whatever. Um, he means well. He's a whole ass rapist. I never did with him, but it's because my mom, mm-hmm. being a black woman, highlighting shit. Right. But it was like, mm, like it was um, something we were watching, and he was saying how when he first met Kamora, when she was like, yeah, he was grooming her. My mom was like, "What the fuck? Oh, yeah. that's disgusting!" And yeah. then my mom is kind of silly, so she was like, "I know he was weird doing that yoga stuff. She's just silly or whatever. Okay. She knows that that's not right a precursor to being mm-hmm. a fucking rapist." Yeah. But that's what made when my mother said that. I'm like, "Yep, she's right. Don't like him. Yeah, don't yeah. trust him. Right. How you see a 12 year old mm-hmm. and be mm-hmm. like, mm. yeah." <laughs> Yeah, he's whack for that. Disgusting. He's whack for a lot of things. And yeah, then also like actual like whole ass rapes. Yes, whole ass whole rapes. Whole ass rapes. Um, but that, you bring up a good point. There is no way that we can fully be endearing in that way. Yeah, it's not something that I'm comfortable with. Yeah, I'm so definitely not. I'm sure the Erica Badus of the world have uncles. <laughs> Have uncles abound. Got mad uncles. Yeah, I'm sure Taraji Brothers. got mad uncles and oh, shit. Yes. That's uncle so and so. That's mm-hmm. uncle so and so. She does. Yeah. Though. So I don't be annoyed. The only, the only man Erica don't fuck with is Tyrone. I don't. <laughs> I don't be adorning niggas' uncledom. I treat them. I don't yeah, either. I treat them with. I treat the elders with. I treat all the elders with respect. That's just something that I was raised to do. But am I gonna, from my heart and spirit, will I ever get to the point where? I'm going to call somebody uncle so-and-so. I can't do it. I can't really do that. Unless you are actually my blood uncle. You know what I'm saying? I can't um, really do it. Not, I'm not doing that. And then I wasn't raised in a, like, I wasn't raised in a hierarchical way. Right. Like, it wasn't in my family where it was like, you have to respect this person because you're older than them. Mm-hmm. Because it was, everybody's out to get you. Yeah. So that res- you'll, you'll learn respect within the relationship you have with that person. Mm-hmm. That's how I've been raised. Mm-hmm. So I definitely don't, just because you're old, man, Not I'm not going to do that mm-hmm. shit. So mm-hmm. I'm very far removed from like calling right. someone a fucking uncle. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. nah. Uncle Joe Biden had honorary status for a hot minute until- I never called him that. He's white. Until- <laughs> <laughs> Can't be in my family. Until we remembered what he did to- um. Sister, auntie, mother, um... Anita Hill? Yes. I about to say Lauren Hill, but... No. <laughs> Anita no. Hill. Yeah, until we were reminded of nah. that shit. And I was like, oh, that's oh, right. I never called him that. White hatred. Like, Masculinity. <laughs> no, I found I found him to be... No, a lot of people did. He's charming. He's funny. And so I was I was into that. I was like, oh, it's crazy Uncle Joe, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, then I was reminded of what he did to... Um, Anita Hill. Sister, auntie, Anita. And... um. 
That's whack. But anyway, yeah. So I, I feel you. I feel you on this ha- not having a masculine equivalent. I get a pleasure out of um, using the term auntie that I'll never get out of using, using the term uncle. uncle. But I do understand what you're saying. And I do understand when I was calling that security guard auntie, I did mean it in a diminutive, diminutive way. So I feel you. Um, then you talked about auntie. It's and always s- your friends. What? <laughs> Fucking up, sorry. fucking up the word. I'm sorry. I had to. I had to say something. I was being disrespected. All right. Um, then she talks about auntie in service to others as a most valued trait, which I could see that. I could see that. I will say I don't connect with it. Like That's mm-hmm. why I'm more comfortable with auntie because I feel like there's less responsibility in being an auntie versus being a mother. Okay. Um. So I don't. Like this, I feel like there's more service with motherhood, mm-hmm. um, more selflessness, and all of that stuff attached to motherhood mm-hmm. that doesn't that isn't attached to auntieism because you could give the kids back to the you know those those not your kids. Yeah. At the end of the day, you know I love you. I'm gonna support you. I'm a part of that community, but you ain't mine. Um, mm-hmm. So I that's another reason why I do like the word auntie. In the way, in the context of which I use it, in the context of which I give that title to people, mm-hmm. is because I don't have to be responsible in the way in which usually that woman mother role um, right. is given. So that's a, for me mm-hmm. why I prefer auntie. Yeah, don't I call do... me queen mother nothing. Call no, me don't auntie. Don't call me queen anything. <laughs> God, let the earth. No, they be like mother. No, 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 I don't want to be a mother. That's too much responsibility. No. Nah, no, I don't want to be a mother. No, That's I do connect show. with what you're saying a little bit more than the service thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I see auntie and service, so I am, I am also a blood auntie mm-hmm. to lots of children, and I am in service to them mm-hmm. often. Yeah, and so I connect to that. But I think it's all. I think like we said before, it's different types of aunties. Yeah, like as is. a as yeah. a blood auntie, like I do feel in service to them. When I'm there, I'm doing auntie shit. I'm cleaning um, up stuff. I'm helping clean up rooms. I'm doing all that type of I'm stuff. Not, I'm like a, right. I'm like a but different it's different kind of types. Auntie. It's different. Yeah. Types of aunties, and then I have people who I am auntie to, but not in the way that I'm auntie that I auntie my like actual, actual like nibblings least, or whatever the yeah. fuck. And that relationship is not one of service. It's it's I get to exist in my world. I get to exist as myself, mm-hmm. and you see the value in my wisdom. You see the value in my existence yeah. and my experience. Mm-hmm. Whether you be, you know, I'm auntie to people who are older than me as well. Whether you be older than me, younger than me, whatever. Yeah. You see the value in just my being. Right. I don't have to be somebody who does things for you or exactly. serves you in any way. I'm just like back back when I was like learning like studying and education or whatever they would call it like a readily available adult Mm -hmm. but like an auntie is like a readily available motherfucker who is like there's someone that you can look to yeah you know what i'm saying like this is a point person for that this person has knowledge in this area they don't have to do anything for me but i know that i could ask them hey what's this about or i could read something they wrote or i could listen to their podcast Mm -hmm. or i could see their work like how maxine waters is what she does you know in the political sphere that's the auntie you know what i'm saying then she talks about auntie as a character or caricature and how women in their 20s will quote unquote play auntie or reference their auntie outfit or auntie hair when or they're going into their auntie vibe or whatever. Or people saying, this one I think is a little bit more negative. People saying, oh, I'm having an auntie moment when they forget what they're saying yeah. or something like that mm-hmm. to reveal age. Yeah. Personally, and I don't know if this is because I am like not 
in my 40s or 50s or yeah. whatever mm-hmm. like I personally don't see much wrong with that kind of thing. Yeah. I think from the beginning of time, like somebody is all we we make fun of the people we love. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, we also make fun of the people that we hate, but we make fun of the people that we love. And so I think when we talk about people wearing their auntie outfit or whatever, to me that feels cultural. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel as as disrespectful. Yeah. Um as is being taken here. Yeah. But again, I'm not of the age of like when they're saying, Oh, I'm in my auntie outfit. I'm not the age of person that's in that and outfit, the outfit that they're talking exactly. about. Yeah. So, so I, was, I, I agree with you. I would yeah. say the same thing since I'm not that age. Mm-hmm. I know that for me, I separate my aunties. Uh-huh. Like I have, I, there's different kind of aunties. It's a Kwanzaa auntie. It's a fly auntie. See, it's a dry auntie. auntie it's a church auntie. Yes, it's a mosque auntie. Exactly. It's all different like, so types. That's of, how yeah. I, do my aunties? That's mm-hmm. how I hand out my auntieisms. Mm-hmm. Should we tell the people? Way. Should we tell the people what a Kwanzaa auntie is? <laughs> we keep referencing it. So a Kwanzaa auntie, I use that reference a lot mm-hmm. because I I count to a lot of Kwanzaa aunties. Right, so. especially I think in the creative space and like yes. as as yes. two people, like for us, we'll see something and we'll do it ourselves. We meet other people who, who move are, like who that. Move that way, yeah, and yeah. do stuff like for themselves and mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm a black woman. No one else is doing it. Okay, I'm gonna do I'm it. Do it, yeah. But the Kwanzaa auntie is a certain version of that type of black woman. Yeah. Um. So the way I define a Kwanzaa auntie is. She's that black woman who loves community, wants to always do things to black people, mm-hmm. but kind of does everything. Like every right. idea that she has, every way, which way that she's going to like support her community and be there for her community and do these things to community, she does it all at the same time. Mm-hmm. And you go to the event and it's like... 40 different things happening. happening. <laughs> and none of them could really be executed perfectly because yes. she had to do everything by, by herself. herself. She didn't separate it out. She didn't say, oh, actually, let me have an event where we just do vending. And, and then we'll have an event where it's just performances. Yes, and, then and then we'll, we'll have, have a thrift swap over here. here. It's like it's all happening in At one, one event, time. And certain things are falling apart. And then you show up and you're like, oh, shit, I got to help, help Kwanzaa her. Auntie. Yeah, Kwanzaa Auntie needs that. help because she's been out here doing this by herself. herself and yep. she planned this in only a month. And But she couldn't <laughs> hit me up for help. help. But she's a black woman, so she don't ask for help because don't nobody be wanting to help black women anyway. So she's out here doing it by myself yeah so yeah so i usually usually yeah so that's what i call a kwanzaa mm-hmm. auntie i um, mean a kwanzaa auntie doesn't necessarily have to be like running events but like yeah. you can see it manifest in their life where mm-hmm. it's like they go to the baby shower it's not even their baby shower now they're like serving people plates <laughs> and, and they're fucking helping with the gifts yes. and they're like who need a ride and it's like uh-huh. you are a guest how so-and-so getting home <laughs> Like she might not make the ride, yeah. She but she wants to make sure everybody gets. Did home. anybody bring grandma a plate? And yeah. it's like, like taking on all these responsibilities, yeah. um, which it helps the community. So mm-hmm. we 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 acknowledge that mm-hmm. position, but they're like doing everything. Yeah. So you're kind of just looking at her like, look at this Kwanzaa auntie. Kwanzaa auntie out here. <laughs> like all the principles don't have to happen like uh-huh. at that. S- second right in the same no, like that's every, all seven Kwanzaa don't have to have seven days long you don't have to do it all at one time yo no. spread it out spread it go drink some water <laughs> when do you rest go rest yo go rest yeah and the kwanzaa auntie's come in all ages yo. all ages all yes ages. They, do. they do they do we'd yeah. be like is so-and-so 
I didn't quantify auntie. auntie. Like, yes. Oh man. Yeah. Another one bites the dust. <laughs> um. Okay. So we talked about that, and mm-hmm. then we okay. In this last one, they talk about linear versus circular. We talked about being different ages. Yeah. And mm-hmm. aunties coming yeah, in different ages. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then um, the last one here is auntie fully realized. Oh, right. Okay. And they were just saying that maybe as the term evolves and our usage of it evolves, then it'll be more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Also, I think that because because now we share and use these terms on social media, I think sometimes the way that we engage with one another about these cultural things, it can be a bit it could be a bit much. Like yeah, it's a, it's a lot that. at once. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what is all this shit all of a sudden? Meanwhile, we've all been doing this separately in different ways. Yeah. And perhaps if if social media didn't exist now in the way that it does, Perhaps we wouldn't be, some of us wouldn't be feeling the negative connotation. Yeah, because, right. Right. And in the social media sphere, even though we tend to communicate with people in our same age groups, Mm -hmm. we also, we could be on a thread and then like a 15 year old shows up and says some shit. And we're all thinking that we're all on the same plane. And it's like, what is this bullshit? (laughs) And meanwhile, you're talking to somebody who's like in the ninth grade. And this is their first time hearing anything about this. And yeah. they'd be like, what's this? What you talking about? Da, 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 da. We're all just here talking shit. Mm-hmm. Everybody of all ages is there talking shit. So it just exposes you. You end up, I think, being exposed yeah. to a lot more bullshit than mm-hmm. usual. It's a lot of goodness on the internet, but it's also a lot of bullshit out there. There is. Because so, everyone can use it. Everyone can use it. Everyone. Right, right. In yeah. a normal conversation, you'd be like, yo, stay out of grown folks' business. business. <laughs> stay out of my conversation, okay? Yeah. Um, but you're not know, an internet. It doesn't allow for that. Yeah, like, oh. there's no aunties. There's no aunties on the internet <laughs> telling you right? get out of here. There's grown folks talking. So, <laughs> we need more aunties on the internet. <laughs> All right, I think we did a motherfucking show. We did do a show. Hold yes. on one second. Let me get my little amp son. Okay. Yeah, we did a show. Ow. We did a show from the future past yes from the ancient future okay. thank you all for listening Thanks so much. as always you can follow us on the social media mm-hmm. at t with qj on instagram and twitter you can follow us on facebook and tumblr at t with queen and j mm-hmm. you can check out our website t with queen and j.com and as always you can send us t-mail at t with queen and j at gmail.com you can also um hit us up there if you want to advertise with us if you want yes. us to advertise some shit for you mm-hmm. if you want to sponsor us for some shit if you yeah. want to give us clothes if you want to give us hair my hair. color is white if you want to I take all the colors yeah if you want to like fuck with us on any level Hit us up in the T-mail, twithqueenandj at gmail.com. Or you can hit us up on the website at the contact sheet. That's mm-hmm, fine, too. Mm-hmm. What else? Oh, you did all the housekeeping. Yeah, yeah, Hire us to do things. Hire us to write things. Hire us to say things. Hire us to come and talk. Like, you know, give yeah. us your money. Yeah. Pay black women. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Yeah, that's it. All right. Hashtags Black Lives Matter. Say her name. Stop killing trans women. You okay, sis? Yep. Trans Lives Matter. Matter. Maybe he doesn't hit you. Why I stayed. Disability too white. Spoonie chat. T with QJ. Marsha's plate. And a whole uprising. Queer walk. BG. Queer walk pod. Bag ladies. BG ladies. Sexually liberated woman. Four C forever. That's right. Four C forever. Natural hair slay. Oh, somebody send us those new. You saw those new toothbrushes? They're selling like toothbrushes, like for your edges, but they have like a pointed thing at the top. Somebody no? send us those, and then we'll talk about it on the show. Yo, we should Who email them. Who designed those? I'm gonna tell you later. I okay. Have it. 
All right, that too. If somebody knows of any edge control that doesn't flake for and 4C works hair, for 4C hair. Both of us are in need of 4C edge control. Like the that, actual, like, the, like listen, hey. hey let <laughs> yes, me say, let yes. me say this. Lean in, lean in. Let me say this. Yes. If you yourself mm-hmm. are not a 4C person, if your child or whoever's hair you do is not 4C and you have not tried the edge control or gel yourself, and you haven't worn it, and you haven't walked in its shoes, mm-hmm. do not suggest it to Don't us. Don't suggest okay? it. If you are a 4C uh, black girl, if you are a 4C African-descended person that is perhaps too light and is confused about your blackness, but you know your hair is 4C, mm-hmm. and you have found an edge control that works for you, for you, hit us up. Yes. Let us know. We will love we it. We need that. Sharing this blackness. That's why we do this. Yes. We're building community for one another. Yes. And there's no reason that one of us should be walking around with fly edges and the, the other one should not. Just let us know. We just okay. we just want our edges to, to be laid. And I also want to add, I said that doesn't flake. Because yeah. your edges could be laid. Yeah. And then the stuff flakes, and now you look like you have dandruffy edges. And it's like, what are we, what are Why we, we here, here? for? Why are we doing and this? there are days for kinky, coily edges, and then there are days for slicked edges. Yeah. Some days, you know, we want our edges to be we slicked. We deserve options. That's right. And, and that so, is what we are fighting for. That's right. So we're talking about 4C hair. We're not talking about your 4Bs, because for some reason, I feel like the 4Bs, they do okay with the edge control, mm-hmm. and then they refer it to us, and it's and like, then God, it's like, God, God doesn't, this is not it. No. So yeah, yo, send us your 4C um, edge control solutions. We need them. We appreciate them. We love them. Um, Okay. This show was created, hosted, and executive produced by a black girl named Naima. That's you. And a black girl named Janicia. That's you. That's right. And we're about to edit this shit and and do all that good shit, yo. All right. Bye. Peace out. Of course you can lie to me. And you will. If you love me and you're going off with Maddie someplace, you're lying to me. Because what the hell do I care about the truth? I care if you're there. Let Billy Holiday say, hush now, don't explain. All right, I accept that. Of course. Of All course right, you lie to me. Because I don't even want to care. What, what does the truth matter? And why are you going to be truthful with me when you lie to everybody else? You lied when you smiled at that cracker down the job, right? Lie to me. Smile. Treat me the same way you would treat him. I can't treat you, you must. Treat him. You must. Because I've caught the, I've caught the frowns and the anger. He's happy with you. Of course he doesn't know you're unhappy. You grin at him all day long. You come home and I catch hell because I love you. I get least of you. I get I get the very minimum. And I'm saying, you know, fake it with me. Is that too much of the black woman to ask of the black man?